Well, first, let's take another look at the crisis facing emergency departments across the country these days. A nursing staffing crisis is often pointed to as the issue that specifically come up in the case of Ontario, where we've seen a rash of emergency room closures over the past little while, most recently in Ottawa at Mofor Hospital. Um, but why is that? Well, burnout and overtime appear to be big culprits, and those are obviously very well associated. Balance of life issues, really. Um, some reporting today from the CBC looked at overtime work by nurses across the country using StatsCan data and found some proof. It appears not only have nurses continued to work a ton of overtime through the pandemic and even before then, uh, but while overtime appears to be stabilizing for other workers in the medical system, nurses are still being asked to work even more. Again, as I mentioned, emergency departments across Ontario have had to close for hours or days at a time this summer. Uh, we're seeing closures in other provinces as well, including here in BC and elsewhere. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh recently offered up this idea. There are a lot of internationally trained healthcare workers that need to get qualified and want to work in Canada, want to contribute, but can't because of barriers, whether they're immigration barriers or qualification or recognition of their international training. And so we need to have a federal approach to accelerating that. In Ontario alone, there's 15,000 nurses that are internationally trained that could uh, contribute if, they, if there was a path to accelerate their, their um, recognition of their skills. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh there recently with an idea about how one approach to trying to solve this, uh, you know, this chronic shortage, this of nurses in the country at this point. Well, joining me now is Sylvain Brasseau. He's head of the Canadian Nurses Association. He's also a professor at the Université du Québec en Outaouais who researches the working conditions of nurses. So well-versed to talk about this topic. Welcome to the show, Sylvain. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. I guess this idea that nurses are working a lot of overtime and increasingly mm-hmm. so comes as no surprise to you. No, it's not a surprise. And uh, I would say that it has been, been increasing uh, more recently. Uh, but if I look to Quebec, Quebec uh, nurses uh, work uh, overtime uh, mandatory since, I would say, 10, 15 years. Uh, now we're starting to see overtime uh, in the rest of the country too also with the, uh, uh, with the issue with the nursing workforce. And uh, that's having an impact on, the, on the, the nursing practice because people, when do you work uh, uh, many days uh, over time, I mean, eventually that those, those, the nurses will eventually uh, go to burnout. They will eventually be tired because, I mean, you cannot be, you know, working like that, you know, each day. And uh, that also, uh, there is a risk of error. And um, who would we? Who will be sued for that? It's going to be nurses, and I mean, it's and and there is a risk for that, their license, and um, that's why we we must reverse that, and we must uh, put, uh, as I said to other media, we need to uh, have concrete action to resolve this. I mean, it's not sustainable, and uh, people will get tired, and what they will do, they will decide to leave. And I mean, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I guess the one power you have if you're being forced to work overtime is to walk away, right? I understand, mm-hmm. I mean, Quebec mandatory, but other places too, a lot of nurses complaining about the fact that overtime is now built into the scheduling mm-hmm. process. Again, overtime is not is not something that's that's done in an emergency. It's all the time. Yes. 
And uh, we have seen, I know it, um, over time, uh, right now, varies, will vary by region. Like, for instance, average weekly overtime hours increase in Quebec and also in Ontario. But according to some data that we got in September 20 uh, regarding overtime, it's not, not all the same in the rest of Canada. There is differences. If you look to Quebec, average overtime hours increased significantly from 6.2 hours in mid 2019 to 16.9 in May 2020, and I'm worrying now that it's going up uh, more like around uh, 20 hours, I would say. And even nurses have expressed in some media that uh, in some places they work, they, they, they ask to, to stay 21, 22, 23 hours uh, at their work. I mean, that's, that doesn't make sense, you know. And, uh, and there, is a, uh, there is a risk that can lead to any kind of mistakes, and we know that studies have clearly showed that longer shifts for hospital nurses lead to an increase in error, burnout, and patient also dissatisfaction. You know, Sylvain, I'll remember back to the late 90s, early 2000s. I was working as a reporter in Montreal uh, and elsewhere mm-hmm. in Quebec. You know, there were lots of labor issues with nurses. Nurses were really pushing back for mm-hmm. better working conditions to be respected. That was 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago. It feels like mm-hmm. this entire issue has just been pushed down the road, and here we are in a, in a crisis situation, and now the solutions are more difficult than ever. Yes, and that's going to take a lot of um collaboration, cooperation between governments, between the federal and the territorial and provincial government that I invite them. And I know they are working in some actions, okay? I don't say that they're not working in some actions, but they need to go quicker. quicker. It has to, we must, um, you know, we are too late for Band-Aid or quick fix solution. It's time for med long-term nursing solution and all level of government must work together to develop a comprehensive action plan that will address quickly many different aspects of the nursing and health workforce crisis with nurses. And, and this is important, and that's why we call for uh, action now. I want to talk about what the possible solutions are, because I know there are a lot of things on the table. The one other thing that's, that struck me recently, too, is that a lot of nurses out there already are heading towards retirement age. They're my age. They're in their 50s, you know, their early mm-hmm. 50s or, or older. And therein is another problem. You have an aging workforce and one that where mm-hmm. you're seeing quite a bit of attrition because of the working conditions. So you have a double whammy. Yes. And uh, the later nurse. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I have many solutions, and um, the solution that we've proposed, it's kind you know, I always talk about we need to invest in nursing. Investing in nursing means, first of all, it's important that we have better data collection on nursing workforce planning. I mean, if you don't have across the country an agency um, like you will see in Australia in, in, or New Zealand, having a better data collection will be useful for provinces and territories that to make sure that we know where people are working on. I mean, and knowing how many students will hand, how many novice nurses that we have, the one into practice, the one working in hospital, uh, the one who will retire soon, et cetera, et cetera. Having better working condition, I would even say safer working condition and adequate mental health care for nurses to prevent burnout. Not, you know, we, we, when a nurse is starting to feel uncomfortable psychologically, 
but we, it's important that we give them support for mental health. This is important to make sure that they don't go to burnout, you know. Retention strategy to keep current and new nurses in the workforce. Optimizing the scope of nursing practice. This is so essential to make sure that we have the right professional at the right place for the right patient at the right moment. This is one, another solution. Optimizing the workload by including strategies related to skill mix, you know, between uh, licensed practical nurse and nurses, make sure that we have the right professional, and also safer staffing ratio. And also I would add increasing administrative and cleaning staff to unlock more time for care to make sure that the nurses are doing what they're supposed to do. We also uh, Sylvain, I'll, I'll, ask you, I'll ask you more about these solutions in just a second. We'll take a quick break. I'm speaking with Sylvain Brousseau. He's the head of the Canadian Nurses Association, a professor at the University du Québec en Outaouais, who researches the working conditions of nurses. We're talking about the working conditions of nurses and how a dissatisfaction with work and, and burnout and overtime is leading to a nursing shortage that's causing a crisis in our emergency rooms across the country. And we'll get to some more of Sylvain's solutions right after this. Stick around. Sylvain Brasseau is with us this half hour. He's head of the Canadian Nurses Association. We're talking about the crisis faces, facing nursing in this country right now and just what can be done about it. We're learning that people are working a lot of overtime. People are burning out. There's a lack of nurses now. It's causing a crisis in many parts of the country. And solutions, as Sylvain pointed out, there are no Band-Aid solutions. But, you know, we talk about uh, trying to accredit more nurses from around the world who are here already. Is that a solution, mm-hmm. Sylvain? Is that something that could work in the short term? Yeah. Yes, could be a solution that we must, uh, and I think someone just said that before me, um, accelerate all the uh, evaluation uh, process to make sure that we, because we do have, uh, I think it's around 26,000 across the country um, who are waiting, international educator nurses who are waiting to be um, to, to get the response uh, to see if they, um, if they can practice here as a registered nurse or as a licensed licensed practical nurse because we also have the licensed practical nurse and uh, that would be also one of the solution but it's one of the solution and i would also add that uh, and you talked earlier about our late career nurses why don't we provide uh, the the you know most of the nurse experts have retired earlier and you know earlier than they were supposed because of the working condition, because the, the workplace environment it's not uh, as good as it was before. Why don't we provide them a, a retention bonus for late career nurses to support our new grads who arrive in the healthcare system? You know, such as a clinical mentorship program for all nurses, uh, and we could also um, for uh, our student uh, increase it in the nursing school or faculty. Because I must say. Despite, despite the fact that it, we are going in a difficult time right now, the nursing profession, it's a wonderful uh, profession. And I'm a nurse since 1993. And if you ask me if I will start again, I would say yes, because it, it's, a, it's a wonderful profession with many diversity, diversity area of practice. Uh, in nursing management, in direct care nurse, in primary care, et cetera, et cetera, in rural and remote region, and in, even in those areas, in remote and uh, rural region, we could even offer uh, like to the student loan forgiveness for those who would like to work in rural and remote region. And there is so many uh, solutions that we can put in place. And I have to 
also had one thing that I didn't I didn't talk about. It's all mm-hmm. revisiting our model of care. This is something you know we have a problem with retention, but I think that we must review and revisit our model of care across the country. What does that mean, Sylvia? How, how would you how would you do that? I don't have much time, but I know that's a, an elaborate subject. But what do you mean by revisiting the model of care? Uh, I mean, do we have, as I said earlier, the right patients put at the right place at the right moment? Right. Uh, do we do we have the right professionals for this kind of care? Uh, is do we need more nurses? And I think we do in the area of primary care. Uh, and and where do we need more nurses in hospitals, or how many nurses do we need in um, remote and um, uh, uh, also a rural region? Uh, who is the best person to give this kind of care? And you know, it's all about also a model of care that we need to revisit. We we need also to rethink the functioning of the healthcare system across the country. Right. I mean, it almost sounds like what we need to do is come up with a real battle plan. I, I don't mean to use military terms, but come up with a real battle plan and make sure that yes. we're sending our resources, quote unquote, our soldiers, where they need to be sent and that they're doing an effective a job as possible. It feels very, very scattered now. If there's any solace, though, I was talking to we were talking about valedictorians at Edmonton, those graduating high school recently, and a surprising number of them expressed an interest in going into nursing because of the example the nurses set during the pandemic. So there's Sorry, some, I, there's didn't, some I like, didn't hear you. So there's a surprise. There's a number of people, valedictorians graduating high school, who talked about mm-hmm. wanting to go into nursing because of the example nurses set during the pandemic. Yeah, and because they know there is such a nice area of nursing, even hospital, you, you will find different area of nursing practice in hospital, uh, and that could be a very interesting for for them. And there is a lot of opportunities to become, when you become a nurse to work. And, you know, that's why we, we need to invest in the, what I've just supported. And I could continue about other things, but that's why we must uh, move forward and, and put, put concrete actions. And before I, I, I hand, I even said today, why don't we have a kind of paid residency program for our new grads at the end of their curriculum to, for what? To facilitate their integration, to face the new complex of healthcare environment that is different 30, from 30 years ago. And you know yeah. about the residency program, it's a bit like the doctors. And, right. and that, why don't we do that? Yes, it needs investment, but you know, Seeing that what's happening right now, it costs a lot of money. You know, like you right. have a lot of people. So investing. Ru- Sylvain, I'm running out of time. Uh, lots of great ideas there. Hopefully government is listening. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you. Have a nice evening.